Hi, everybody, and welcome to Mill Creek Podcast. Glad to have you with us today. I think this is going to be probably a short podcast, but I think a really interesting one because we've got our first indoor services in months coming up this Sunday. And a big part of that is our music and our singing. And we're going to be doing it a little bit differently from the way that you probably remember it. And I have Pastor Jeremy Krause and Music Director Ricky Dawson here to explain that for us. I, Ricky has lots of other titles, but we'll forget the other stuff today and just talk about music. Um, Ricky, if you could start off and just maybe explain a little bit how the singing is going to work in both services. Yes. So I, I, I guess I, the first thing I'll do is give a slogan that just makes everything super clear for everyone. If the live band is on the stage, the congregation is not singing. When the live band is, is leading in a song, the congregation is not singing. That goes for both services. That keeps it really simple. So now to get into the complicated <laughs> portion so we have it. We have two types of services. One service where the congregation is going to sing. One service where the congregation is not going to sing. Of course, we know that in both in both services, everyone's going to be masked, with a few exceptions for medical uh, issues or uh, children under five. Um, so we were asked, the elder said, hey, will you provide music for the first service that's not singing, that is reflective? Which my idea of reflective is celebratory, so it might be loud and non-reflective. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but so I said, absolutely, the, the worship team would love to do that. And then as I begin to plan, I, I, did not feel comfortable providing music for the first service and providing nothing for the second service. Uh, the team is already here. They've already practiced. We're used to doing two services. So what I decided was that the same non-congregational music that we're going to sing in the first service, the band is going to sing in the first service, we're going to sing that at the top of the second service and then the congregation in second service after the sermon will sing congregationally along with some of our pre-recorded worship services that we've already have in we already have in in the bank from these past few months of covid the reason that the worship team is not facilitating that congregational singing is because I want to be very mindful of what I ask my worship team to do, how I ask them to serve. Right now, everyone in the church has the option of whether they want to go to a singing service or a non-singing service. The only folks who are forced to go to both is the preacher. Um, <laughs> And, and if the preacher didn't feel comfortable with a singing service after they preached, they could walk out, right? That, that would be weird, but they could. Um, and so I did not want to say to my volunteers, my, my worship team volunteers, hey, we're going back inside. There's a singing service. There's a non-singing service. Will you serve in both? When everybody else in the church gets the opportunity to say, I want to come to this one or that one. Um, 
and so I, I decided that that we could we would just have the congregational singing uh, be done be led by the the videos that we've already done and both congregations still gets a live band um, they still get that opportunity to engage their hearts before the sermon with with the music that we provide so the big the big difference is that in the second service there's congregational singing that's at 1030 in the first service at 830 there isn't but there is correct yeah Jeremy did you have any thoughts anything to add on the way we're doing this yeah uh, Ricky's explained it well we sure want to give a few options that are going to help folks feel that they can engage God appropriately with music and then respond uh, in a safe enough environment that they are being able to minimize risk. For what it's worth, we are putting the congregational singing at the end of the 1030 service so that we aren't going to sing uh, three songs or however many and then have to sit under all of the aerosolized particles. At least that's what the homework is telling us is the risk factor. So at the end, we'll sing masks on still and then we'll dismiss folks. Um, that's how we'll roll out second hour. Okay, so, and just to be clear, when we do sing, we'll be singing to a video of our own band, videos that have been recorded by our own band playing. That is correct. That is correct. And uh, for both services, there, like I said, the band is, is leading some non-congregational music at the top of both services. Um, the singers on stage will be masked and we will be sing, sing, uh, standing uh, pretty far back on the stage, just like Jeremy is going to be standing far back on the stage when he preaches. Uh, because we want to provide a service where folks can, can know that we've done everything that we absolutely could um, to make them feel safe uh, and to reduce any risk that, that may come up. Well, have either of you guys uh, received this question before? You're already making me wear a mask, and now you're telling me I can't sing into my mask. Shouldn't the mask be enough? Yeah, that's an easy answer. Actually, I took a class in seminary called When You're Supposed to Wear Masks in Church, and that was <laughs> that was the midterm. <laughs> so I, I read the book. I, I got an A in the class. What What's the problem? No, seriously. So uh, I didn't take that class in seminary, believe it or not. Uh, they don't offer that class in seminary. So what in the world are we doing? Um, yeah, look, uh, there are these issues that we are working through now. Uh, this is a hundred year problem. They did this a hundred years ago when we had the other Spanish flu. And I guess at this rate, about every hundred years, churches and pastors have to stop. They have to scratch their head and they have to think real uh, real carefully about what we're trying to do and why. Uh, for uh, In my heart and the way I see things, there are these irreducible minimums of a worship service that um, uh, if you don't include, um, may make it seem like a worship service, but I don't think it's actually what the New Testament is describing. Um, Mill Creekers won't be surprised to hear me say that we're convinced that you have to read the Bible and pray the Bible and see the Bible in the ordinances. We need to preach the Bible. And then of course we need to sing the Bible. Two texts in the uh, New Testament epistles which 
speak to this positive command. So we want to be faithful to what we understand, what I understand the Lord has called us to do in the church. Um, and simultaneously, we don't want to be ignorant of the uh, worldwide pandemic that we're living in. And while I um, am overwhelmed by all the opposite positions that folks hold on masks and virus transmission, and, and while I grant that there are very thoughtful Christian people who are strongly opposed in their views of the role of masks, the role of science, the role of transmission, um, our heart is to, with the best of our understanding, create an environment where we can center around the essentials of the gospel and then not force folks to take um, risks that they personally aren't feeling comfortable taking um, while also not having to be divorced from the uh, congregation um, indefinitely. And so this is, um, we, I, I just understand and appreciate that lots of different churches are going to land in lots of different strategies here. And um, I bless them. And to our Mill Creekers who go, man, that's not what I prefer. That's not where I land. I totally get it. I, um, I'm not sure that this solution is actually the perfect solution for any Mill Creeker, or at least Mill Creeker, if what we're offering is the perfect option that you've always wanted, would you tell us? Because best I can tell, everybody's making compromises at some point. Very few folks, this is a perfect bullseye for them, but it is our attempt to care well for the congregation at large, to create a safe environment, um, and to do what we can to provide for safe, irreducible minimum worship services. Ricky, did you have any, any other thoughts there? Yes, so um, phonation in speaking, sorry, uh, the creation of sound when we speak is called phonation. Phonation in speaking and phonation in singing are two different animals. And so while, while talking produces a certain amount of respiratory um, uh, force, singing produces much more. And so we really don't even have science that tells us singing into a mask is gun ho, let's go, it's safe, right? Uh, so I think it goes, goes back to what Jeremy said about this is what we're called to do as a church. And the church doesn't cease being the church even in a, in a pandemic. And I think our leaders have done such a wonderful job uh, my heart really is warmed that our elders and our staff are so thoughtful and have done such a, a, a phenomenal job moving us to online services, pivoting us to outdoor services. We're pivoting back in and, and still keeping in mind safety. Uh, and I imagine if, if it goes crazy again and, and numbers go out, the wazoo will be back outside. Or I, I appreciate... Um, the carefulness of our of our leaders and i also i've i've had a for me personally my parents have had covid praise the lord they didn't pass away i had a co-worker in georgia who did pass away from covid and so for me if putting on a masks mask means i help one person i want to love them well I don't really, I don't like singing with a mask on. It, it's horrible. <laughs> uh, 
but I would rather put a mask on my face and gather with the body of Christ than to not put a mask on and I can't see the pe my brothers and sisters. Yeah, thank you. Well, if people have um, questions or comments, they can direct those to either of you guys or to community. To, Rick, are you pointing at Jeremy or yourself? I was pointing at Jeremy. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. right. I would, be, I would be happy to have conversation with folks, especially those who might think this is not just a preference issue. Um, this may be a convictional issue or an essential issue. And um, I've had several. Um, I continue to have them. Uh, lots of folks come from lots of different opinions. Um, it may be helpful for Mill Creekers to consider three prominent categories when thinking about Christian doctrines or Christian practices. Um, I would put wearing a mask to a Sunday service in a pandemic. I would put that as a church practice. And there's three buckets that I would consider folks deciding which bucket it lands in. Is wearing a mask an essential? Like this is essential to the nature of a church. Is it a conviction? It's not essential, but this is, uh, this is really still quite important. Uh, or is it a preference? Uh, we're going to say something about it, but it really is a preferential issue. I'd encourage folks to think about which bucket that is to show you my cards. If you want to have a conversation with me, I would wish to try to convince you that this is not an essential. It's not a, it's not mandatory for salvation. Um, I don't even think it's a conviction. Um, I don't think the scripture has a thing to say about it. Instead, I would call it a preference. And so in these matters of the category of Christian freedom, we want to make sure that what the Bible is clear about, we practice those qualities in relationship to this. What I mean is the Bible is really clear. We are to be gentle and kind with one another. We're to be humble with one another. We're to serve one another. Uh, we're to honor one another. Uh, those are uh, those lists and lots of others. Um, I have a lot to grow in, and I want to I want to have a conversation about masks with that quality of conversation, and I want to do it in a way then that really honors the Lord and seeks others more important than myself. Um, folks may be surprised that personally, if I was just making a decision, uh, Jeremy only, it it wouldn't be the same decision that we're going to have at Mill Creek. Uh, but that's part of being a Christian, and that's part of being in a church. And that's part of loving and serving one another. And, and that's really good for me to do. I'll be preaching on Sunday from the back of the stage. I'm wearing a face shield and I'll be wearing that face shield. Um, grateful for the opportunity to preach, grateful to be able to meet with one another. Uh, but that's not the way I wanted to go down. And I can't wait for the day when I don't have to wear that. Just like my friends who are uh, wearing masks, likewise, can't wait to be able to meet without masks. Um, but for those who feel so strongly think, man, this, this mask issue, it's a conviction or it's a essential. Uh, my, my pastor's heart would say, um, you know, show us from the text, where stands it written? We always want to start with scripture. And, and how are you drawing that conclusion? And might actually the scripture have something more to say um, in relation to Christian freedom than it does to say about um, an essential doctrine. Jeremy, just for clarity, uh, your categories of essential conviction and preference. Can you just give a quick example of what that would look like so that maybe that would be a helpful comparison for my brain to say, okay, yeah, I see how mask is not on the same level as the Trinity. Yeah, I can, uh, in a simple way, when I'm, when we're looking at Christian doctrines, there are going to be these 
these essentials that if you were to deny an essential, um, it could put you out of mainstream Orthodox Christianity. In, in the history of the church, there've been these uh, folks, 10X smarter than me, who've said, hey, if we're talking about the gospel, you have to have Jesus Christ as the only um, substitute for our sin. He, he has to be the atonement for us. That would be an essential. We, as Christians, believe you must believe in Jesus Christ. You must repent of your sin. Um, he has to be God and man. We believe in the Trinity. Those would be some essentials that if you decide, eh, I reject those doctrines, um, well, this is not the Christian faith anymore. Preferences on the other side would be these things that we learn about God that that um, we have enough in Scripture to uh, draw a judgment on, but not so so clear as to make it a mis- as an issue of salvation. Um, for example, how old is the earth, uh, and how was the earth created? Well, we have something there, but it's not like God comes out and just gives us all the answers to those questions. Or a parallel issue would be the end of the earth. Is there going to be a rapture? Is there not going to be a rapture? Well, lots of it has been spilled and lots of folks have opinions. Um, but at the end of the day, you've got people who still believe the gospel, still believe in Jesus, and yet have a different opinion on those preferences. So Christians have tried to decide which of these issues would we say, if you don't believe that, we're not sure you're a Christian, versus which of these issues would we say, yeah, that, that's a preference. Now, the conviction area is, um, is in the middle of these two extremes and perhaps a little more hard, difficult to understand. These would be issues where we'd say, look, I suppose Christians can have different opinions, but it's going to be really hard for us to be a part of the same church together. And in the convictional area, you're going to have stuff like, can a woman preach? Can a woman be the lead pastor? Or do we think that's for men only? Now, all those folks are going to end up in heaven, but you're going to have a really hard time being in the same church if you have a strong opinion about that conviction on different sides. Uh, same with baptism. Do, can we baptize babies or not? Traditionally, folks who think you can baptize a baby, convictionally, are going to be a part of a different church um, than, than a Baptist church that thinks you only baptize believers. So these convictions then create areas in which you'd say, man, we're, we all think we're Christians, but for the sake of the sake of the church unity, we're not sure we can worship together. Um, so that would be my best attempt at trying to get anything I leave out there that's confusing or that I can try to clarify. No, I, I thought that was great. And to, to just make that comparison, masks aren't on par with Jesus is the only son of God, God and man salvation. So it's not an essential. Masks are also not on par with baptism and determining and it all and it does not break our fellowship whether we we shouldn't break fellowship because we disagree about mask because that's a level of convictions so so then it's not a conviction so that helps me understand how okay this is a preference yeah and to the person who actually decides you know what forget mill creek you guys are going to wear masks i'm out of here the the question i would want to humbly gently ask you to reconsider is well, for the unity of the church, which the, mm. the New Testament's really clear on how important it is for church, churches to love one another and to persevere with one another and to be unified with one another. Um, Jesus prays as much in John 17. For the sake of unity, are you really going to take this non-biblical idea of masks and elevate it so high that while the Bible says nothing about wearing masks to Christian worship, 
The Bible has lots to say about unity, and it makes me think you've confused your priorities if masks become the defining quality by which you decide where you want to worship instead of um, biblical fidelity as it relates to the essentials of the gospel. Okay, well, I'm going to... Yeah, I'm sorry, Craig. I, I, what Jeremy was saying made me think of Philippians 2, 4, that each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others, having this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself. And it goes on, and it's just talking about how Jesus, the God-man, humbled himself to the point of death to God the Father. That's so much bigger than whether or not we wear a mask. And if God can submit himself to the point of death, then, man, I can, I can walk into Mill Creek and I can honor my elders who tell me I need to wear a mask and sing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, what, what I would want to say, I do want to provide, there may, be, well, there may be Christian brothers and sisters who go, hey, I've heard this argument, but I actually... I actually see it different. I think for the good of people, we should actually not wear masks. I think serving one another actually is a mask-free worship service. I, while I just want to grant that there are folks who uh, might, that love Jesus, believe the Bible, uh, agree with us and everything, but just have a totally different perspective on masks, maybe even see them in the preference category, but have a total different conclusion uh, maybe they took the, the class at seminary on when to wear masks. I don't know. But for that person, maybe who's listening to this, who just goes, hey, guys, come on. I just I, I don't buy it. I would want to say that is OK. That is OK. And um, based on the scripture, I really want to have a, a gentle spirit that's open to being corrected by the scripture. So in the event I'm wrong, in the event Mill Creek leaders and elders are wrong in providing this plan for how we want masks implemented on Sunday morning. Um, well, if we're wrong, we're really sorry because we're not trying to be wrong. We're really trying to obey the scriptures. And this is, in this moment, what makes the most sense to us. But if a hundred years from now, a thousand years from now, folks look back and go, man, Mill Creek elders, what fools, they made the wrong decision. Well then, uh, sure want to grant that's possible. And we're real sorry if we've hurt the name of Jesus or uh, made a fool the message of Christianity. And if folks have a good argument for why we ought to go in a different direction, uh, truly, I, I'm, I'm open to it. Uh, this isn't dogmatic. Uh, let the text correct us and let us go where the spirit would lead. This is God's church. Um, he died for it. He's regenerated us. He's saving us. He's calling us to himself. So whatever he wants to do, we want to obey. Well, thank you guys for weighing in today. And I Really appreciate your insight. I feel badly because I'm going to ask one last question that's going to go real shallow, and I didn't warn you about. Uh, it's about singing, and it was something that somebody asked me. Uh, is it okay to wear a mask, go to the first service, and hum? <laughs> All right. I, I'll go to you too. I, I'll go first. If you bring a kazoo, no, no <laughs> kazoos. It's kind of a humming with a tool. If you have your mask on and you're whistling, I'm going to say that's a foul. If you want to whistle, you need to come to, to service number two. If you're wanting to hum, 
but I can't hear you, then you get a green light. But if you so much as have an audible hum next to me, I'm throwing the flag. And you, have, you, have, you have the merits and you'll have to come to second hour. Now, those I know you can't see me. I'm smiling. I didn't know this question was coming, so I'm just reacting off top of my, on the tips of my toes. If you want to hum to be safer than sorry, come to second hour. If first hour is the only one that works, then you better figure out how to hum without anybody noticing so that we don't have to have a podcast on humming and worship service. Ricky, what do you think? <laughs> And these are, are absolutely odd times when it feels like we are we're having to put gates and, and fences up around the singing of the word. And I, I this is a sad time for our country and our world in so many different ways. And this is the ability to sing freely in churches is or to not do so is something to be mourned. And I certainly look forward to the day where um, we don't have these restrictions. Yeah, as do we all. Thank you, Jeremy, Ricky. Appreciate your time. And for everybody listening in, thanks for hanging with us. And we hope to see you on Sunday. Salam. <laughs>